0: Time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Infantry platoon, U.S. Army, Philippine Islands, 1945. These are the faces of the young men who fight. As if some omniscient painter had mixed a tube of oils that were at one time earth-brown, dust-gray, blood-red, beard black and fear, yellow-white. And these men were the models. For this is the province of combat, and these are the faces of war.
1: Sean, episode 19 of the Twilight Zone was uh, the Purple Testament. And uh, I know that's a a Shakespeare reference, but I'm not... I, I was never quite sure what they were how how that fit into the story but uh, may, maybe that's just me
0: i keep missing these uh these shakespeare references i think there was one uh several episodes back that you 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 recognized but i did not
1: yeah and i mean uh, uh, and this one I, I, I believe it's the uh, it's at the uh, beginning or the end uh, you know Serling is actually quoting shakespeare so it's it's you know obviously he's you know, he's he's making it kind of plain what he's referencing, but it's still yeah. it's still. <laughs> and uh, so this is uh, this is a story that takes place during World War Two. And um, uh, Sterling actually fought in World War Two in the Pacific, in the Philippines. And that's where this is. And uh, as I was watching it, I I was wondering how much of it was interesting. So. so uh in the next episode uh actually um not not uh a, a few episodes i think it's episode twenty one mirror image yeah. uh i know that that story actually came from him uh being in an airport and seeing somebody who from behind looked just like him and like that actually you know caused him to uh to uh you know think of this story and so I'm wondering if if while he was fighting in World War two he was actually like like these ideas were popping into his head you know thinking you know if this war ever actually does end I'm gonna I, I'm gonna write some stories <laughs>
0: hey old uh <laughs> old Roddy's over there uh, thinking talking about uh being a big old TV star one of these days
1: there's mortars exploding all over the place he's got his little notebook out there jotting down ideas
0: the purple Testament. I think it was in Richard the third, even though it was in Richard the second.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, there's uh, the, the main character is William Fitzgerald um, known as Fitz because oh, there's Fitz. always a Fitz, isn't there?
0: There's gotta be a Fitz.
1: Yeah. I don't want to uh, live it,
0: in a world with no Fitzes.
1: Yeah. It, it's a, it's a nickname that, well, I, I guess it's an obvious one, but uh it, it seems to have stood the test of time there's always a there's always a fits but uh, he gains the the ability to uh tell when people are going to die because he sees like a a flash of light uh on their face and uh and, and he basically he does a he does a thing where he he like you know he he wrote down a list of people and sort of does the bit of here here's this list i wrote yesterday <laughs> take, take a look at it is Isn't that amazing? and uh one of the things that that kind of bothers me about this episode is like i I imagine if that happened uh like you'd be a little bit more interested in that than the the people in his unit seem to be,
0: oh yeah, of course um yeah it's uh i guess you have to have the naysayers you have to have the skeptics to to move the story along and ultimately vindicate the the main character but it's like i don't know i i i think i'm a pretty skeptical person and you know don't believe in in things without evidence but at the same time it'd be like all right we gotta believe this guy like i (laughs) i'm not uh i haven't always been the biggest fan of fitz but I think we got to listen. I think we got to hear him out just this one time.
1: Yeah, and uh, one of the people he goes to is his friend, who's uh, Captain Riker. <laughs> Not to be confused with the the other Captain Riker in Star Trek. And uh, that's actually uh, he's played by Dick York. And I find that uh, you know, like Shatner, when when Shatner pops up in uh, in an episode or two, I, I really don't have any problem. Like you know, accepting the fact that oh, it's the it's the guy from Star Trek before yeah. he was in. Uh, Dick York. It's very hard to see him in a serious <laughs> role. Like I, I, I honestly don't think that I've seen him in anything other than Bewitched, Bewitched and yeah. like, this episode of The Twilight Zone. I it's, um, really, it's really, weird to see him. I know.
0: I was expecting him to, you know, like, uh, you know, trip, trip on something and like fall down, and you know, or give a uh, exaggerated mug to the camera or something like that at any moment.
1: Yeah, which is which is kind of dumb because it's it's long before he was in witch. <laughs>
0: I know. I um, <clears throat> what always kind of what, what hit me like right when uh, I started watching this episode is. <clears throat> and I understand it needs to, th- this story, this particular story, I think, you know, needs to take place within, you know, a, a military unit, but mm-hmm. man, it just, it just feels like every, every second or third episode just has uh army men in it. <laughs> like it's either a cowboy an astronaut or a, or a soldier. And, <laughs> and, and every, and, you know, like, I, I guess that, how do you feel about that? Like, do, do you think that's just telling the story of like the stories of the time? Because if you look back, you know, we've talked about, you know, 1959, 1960 at length, uh, just kind of being the, the overall framing narrative of how, you know, Serling tells his, his morality tales, but, um, not that this is necessarily morality tale, but, um, if I'm trying to think of what the analog would be to today, um,
1: are we- well, I think you, you have to think about it, you know, through the context of the time. So, yeah, we're like 20 years ish removed from World War II. So there's obviously a lot of people, including Sterling, who, who served during World War II. So that's, you know, kind of kind of top of mind for people. Yeah. And you also have, um, you know, Korea, which has happened. I, I, I think Korea would have would have been over by then. Uh, but also very top of mind. And, uh, and also from the, the context of, of both conflicts, there's still a draft during that time. So you got a lot of people yeah. who would have like been uprooted from their life and thrown into this. And it's we're,
0: cool. I mean, you know, we're just getting into, oh God, what was, who was the president in 60?
1: Before uh, Nixon. no, no, before, uh, uh. So at in 60 it would have been uh, still the the still Ike mm. uh, right before Kennedy took oh, off. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, cuz cuz probably about this time they're really starting to crank up the 1960 election when Kennedy won.
0: And so just to kind of put it in perspective, uh, songs that were that are that are today as we record this that are 15 years old. Uh, Best of You by the Foo Fighters, uh, photographed by Nickelback Beverly Hills by Weezer. Uh, ph- <laughs> photograph. By. My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. So those <laughs> th- those don't seem so super old. So like I imagine being in 1960, like, wow, World War II ended only 15 years ago. It seems like it was yesterday. So
1: I. Yeah, it's probably the way that, uh, you know, we view 9-11 and that it was a while ago at this point. And we're yeah, and, sure anytime you think about that. It's like, Wow. Yeah, it, seemed like it was just yesterday.
0: It's nuts. It would be like if uh, the black-eyed peas my humps. We just heard about it every day.
1: Um, I'm not sure I'd want to live in that world.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I I don't mean to derail the actual conversation about the episode. I just um, I like that was my initial feeling about um. I was like, oh, cool, another story about about army men.
1: Yeah, it it is interesting it it would be uh you know i i don't think that uh, we can we can do it right this second maybe before the uh, next episode i can actually go through the episodes and uh and try to figure out like the ratio of oh yeah of uh you know army uh Uh, soldiers and uh, uh, astronauts and cowboys. Yeah,
0: I remember. um, And I think it's the intro episode on this uh, on this podcast, actually, um, which was a fantastic idea, by the way, uh, digging back and and posting that. Uh, I think like a a year or two ago, we uh, we had an overall, you know, 50,000 foot view chat of uh, of the Twilight Zone. And and I, I, I think I mentioned like, you know there's a lot of episodes about uh, like cowboys uh, on a, on a, on a distant planet or astronauts that find out that they're in the old West.
1: Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, in the next episode, we'll actually run into some astronauts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're probably, uh, yeah, we're, we're a cowboy short in, in, uh, <laughs> in the next episodes here. Um here. That, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. I uh, actually, Come to think of it, it's been a while since we've had a good cowboy episode.
0: <laughs> I will say that it is a testament to the quality of storytelling that is in this show over, you know, 300 episodes, however however much, uh, 150, you know, however much. And uh, just the fact that, like, <clears throat> Serling can tell engaging stories that are so often on, you know... Uh, painted across the same five canvases, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, I mean cuz that, cuz that's basically just the uh, you know, it's basically just the setting and uh, you know, that that's not really the uh the meat of the story. Yeah, event. true. Yeah. You know, like like Gene Roddenberry thought that uh, you know, Star Trek was a western in space.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And that that's how he pitched it to Lucille Ball and that's uh, you know, that that's it's kind of what it was in the in the original days. And uh, by the way, uh, uh, one thing that I noticed and once I saw it, I couldn't like stop seeing it is uh, at one point they send uh, they send Fitzy over to the the medical officer to get checked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the medical officer is actually the cook from Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the, the guy who ends up having the third eye.
0: That's cool. I. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I, uh, I did not recognize that. Good eye. Good yeah, third eye. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: good, good, good third eye. Yeah. But, but I mean, that, that's the thing that jumped out at me is like, they immediately think he's crazy, uh, you know, which, which I guess is understandable. Uh, you know, somebody says they can predict who's going to die. That, that, that probably doesn't seem particularly sane. <coughs> but, you know, I, I still come back to this idea that like, if, if somebody came to me with that claiming to have that skill, I think I'd be like, okay, let's, uh, let's at least test this out and see. And, uh, nobody seems interested Yeah, exactly. In they, they just immediately decide that he's. I tell you, no um. belief in magic back then. <laughs> it, and another thing I, I, I will say that bothered me was, um, for, for some reason, this, this stood out to me when they actually go to headquarters and he, he gets checked out by the, uh, by the the medical guy they're in a house mm-hmm. and for some reason like they go from like being intense in the jungle in, in the <laughs> Philippines, to just a a house and, I, and i'm like yeah i i get that people lived in the philippines and still do and and they they, they have houses and some of them are probably pretty nice this just didn't seem to fit in the jungles of the philippines why haven't you been in this house the entire time <laughs> yeah why isn't everybody in the house like even, though it's, even if it's a little crap just get everybody in there uh, oh god yeah it
0: um <laughs> that's really funny i'm i'm now like i'm now realizing that it just for for some reason i didn't bat an eye when <laughs> when that happened <laughs> apparently i wasn't very observant between the cook and uh and uh and the house in this episode
1: so fitz uh you know he, he gets completely dismissed by the uh by the chain of command uh they don't believe in his uh in his newfound powers. And uh, so Captain Riker, not to be confused with Commander Riker, uh, goes out on a uh, patrol and uh, doesn't come back. So Dick York is uh, is his short tenure in the Twilight Zone is already over. Although, <laughs> although he'll come back for a later episode.
0: Do you think he he uh, <clears throat> he gets killed by the sniper because he's a skeptic? Like is is, is that just uh, is that punishment uh, for um, for not believing Fitz? um from a writer standpoint not like you know a cosmic be,
1: standpoint and, and that's one thing that they never get into in this episode is like can you can you change that or are you are you already dead yeah <laughs> you know like and that's uh that's another thing that jumped out at me when you get to the uh when you get to the end of the story is um you know he's being sent off the line because they think he's crazy and uh you know he's gathering up his belongings and he looks in the mirror and he sees himself lighting up yeah you know finding that he's he's gonna die and then he's getting in a jeep mm-hmm. and he looks at the guy driving the jeep and and his face lights up so obviously he's gonna die too and uh, one of the people says oh if you're going in this direction they think there's mines over there and they haven't quite checked it out so be careful yeah and then obviously uh you know, seconds later, the people who are still gathered in the camp, they hear an explosion and they sort of debate whether it was an explosion or lightning or, or thunder. And, uh, you know, one of the other soldiers says, oh, I think it was thunder. But obviously the audience knows better.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, the thing that I thought was interesting about that is like he just sort of accepts that that's what's going to happen. Like I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't think somebody would do that. I'd I would expect them to actually, you know, fight and scream and
0: scrap uh, and yeah. and crawl away from. Yeah. No, you guys have to believe
1: me. <laughs> right, e- exactly. Like like in the hitchhiker uh, that we talked about uh, a while back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, like she's realizing that she's already dead. Yeah. So she's accepting it. In this case, the guy's still alive. He so change. I'm not quite sure why he just immediately is like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to die.
0: Yeah, he's just, I mean, <clears throat> it is very interesting that he's resigned to his fate there. Um, it kind of, I don't know, um, <clears throat> maybe it makes the episode better that that it's like that. Because it is, I mean, it is pretty formulaic that, uh, you know, you would expect somebody just to, I don't know. Maybe if there was a little bit more of an explanation of why, uh, if thrown into this Situation that Fitz would be resigned to his fate, like maybe you know he just found out that his best gal, you know, had had left, uh, you know, is off with another guy, or his parents passed away, or something like that. Um, if he had, I think, a little bit more explicit motivation to be resigned to your fate, <clears throat> it, that probably would have made the story a little bit better.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's also entirely possible that uh, you know he kind of. He just discovered that he has this ability, nobody believes him, and it's, it's not actually something that yeah. he, he wants to have. And, and so he, that may be why he is kind of resigned to, okay, I guess this is the end of me.
0: <laughs> so is this, um, is this an episode that you skip or that you watch in a, in a rewatch?
1: Uh, this would probably actually be one that I'd be more likely to skip in a in a rewatch because you know there's there's quite a few um you know in the in the army category of yeah. uh twilight zone that are are just kind of dark and you know yeah. like like <laughs> in, in a lot of episodes there's like some some redeeming uh quality as far as uh, the entertainment value and everything sure. this one's just to me it's 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 just kind of dark and and so um you know we've talked about this the the difference in our tastes is that i tend to gravitate towards sort of the more goofy ones
0: and, <laughs> and goofy, just but. the contempt in the way you said goofy <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I, it, I, have, I, have I have since just from of my not much more of episodes <laughs> it,
0: got it got it yeah i don't know i um I guess I, I, yeah, I, that's a, that, that's a good point. I guess I do kind of tend to gravitate toward the more dark ones. And, but even so, this is kind of a coin flip for me. If I remember everything about this episode, I'll watch it just to watch it again. But if I don't, if it's been a couple of years, if it's been five, six, 10 years since my last rewatch, I'm probably going to skip it too.
1: Yeah. I, I think this is one that for whatever reason, um, you know like in my first introduction to the twilight zone you know watching it uh you know in reruns uh, yeah. uh as a kid uh it was it was one that didn't pop up all that often yeah yeah and so like i don't have you know a, a lot of them that are my favorites like i have fairly fond memories of of watching them as a as a youngin and so this one doesn't have that so it 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 lands at least a little bit flatter than some of the other ones um
0: yeah i would agree uh also i just kind of looking up um the guy who played Fitz, uh william reynolds he is he's still alive 88 years old 88 years young still still kicking
1: that's impressive also i uh before uh at, at some point uh, I might have to do some research and find out how many people were in the Twilight Zone. They're actually still with us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine it's it's too many, um, but yeah, the
1: list is probably fairly short at this point.
0: And I think he, he, uh, you know, it's probably not just luck, even though, lord lord help me if i if i make it to 88 but um you know we talk about how uh everybody <laughs> everybody uh or at least every leading man in, in the twilight zone is described as a 35 36 year old but you know looks right. um uh william william reynolds was uh 28 uh or 29 depending on when this was uh filmed uh in this episode
1: which actually i don't know if um uh, you know if they specify what his rank was i mean he was he was friends with an officer so uh, he probably probably was oh he he was a lieutenant
0: okay that makes
1: sense he he's a little bit old to be a lieutenant yeah. especially in world war 2 <laughs> cuz you know there were a lot of uh, a lot of people moving into into new jobs if you during the course of the war if you know what i mean so so to be 28 at the end, at, you know, fairly late in the war. Maybe
0: that's why they didn't listen to him.
1: Yeah, they could be. It's like, geez, this guy can't get promoted to save his life. Why are we listening to him?
0: He's 55 and just an assistant manager at Blockbuster.
1: The, no, that's uh, that's uh, Tom Cruise in the new Top Gun movie. <laughs> this guy's 55 and he's just a captain. What what
0: happened? <laughs> he's just doing it for the love of the game. He doesn't care about he doesn't care about the glory.
1: Uh exactly. And you know, it, it is kind of sad to me that uh after after all this this really s- sort of like stressful time that uh that fits his in because he's you know discovered this ability, nobody believes him, and then ultimately finds out he's gonna die. That uh he basically just he, he goes the same way Patton did, just in a Jeep accident. After after all that. Yeah. He just gets patented. Oh, yeah. See, that's why one of my favorite episodes.
0: Yeah, I'm skipping it in the future for sure. Obviously, watch <laughs> it. Watch it if you never have. But um, just like, uh, just like uh, following us on Twitter at TTZPod, uh, you got to do it at least once.
1: It, exactly. Yeah, and um, you know we're going to keep the positive vibes flowing here. Uh, with the, uh, the next episode is uh, Elegy, uh, where again, people just die. So uh, d- the good times are, are gonna keep rolling.
0: <laughs> From William Shakespeare, Richard III, a small excerpt. The line reads, he has come to open the purple testament of bleeding war. And for Lieutenant William Fitzgerald A Company, First Platoon, the testament is closed. Lieutenant Fitzgerald has found the Twilight Zone.
1: Cabotron?